Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have a new speaker on the show. His name is Jim Baker, but it's not the Jim Baker from long ago. Um, you know, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. It's not the same guy. His name just happens to be Jim Baker. But he is teaching us about finances today. He's got some great series. He's got a great program out. He's done a lot of research on biblical finances and prosperity. And so this is going to be a short series here this week, um, just the next couple of days, him talking about biblical perspective on finances, because so many of us have grown up in the church and we have invalid um, beliefs about what we should be, you know, prosperity and financially or whatever. We A lot of us are afraid to even mention the word prosperity because, oh my gosh, the prosperity gospel has such a bad connotation and a, and a bad name. And anyway, Jim Baker here brings a lot of clarity on this subject. And so I hope you enjoy it. All right, in 2008, uh, when Mary and I became pastors here, the, the church just started experiencing just awesome breakthroughs and healing. I mean, God, he already had a supernatural flow going in the church, and we came, it just, man, God just started doing really fun stuff. Uh, we've seen, uh, these are all, all miracles in Ohio. These aren't just like in Africa, okay? I'm sure glad God works in Columbus, too. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, uh, we've seen blind eyes open. Um, we had a, a child who was blind from birth. Um, get his eyes opened up, deaf ears. We've had uh, body parts grow back. In fact, the, this, the pulpit here used to be a walker, a guy who had cancer in his femur, had it replaced with a metal um, a titanium rod. And uh, so he had to walk with a walker. He prayed, the, uh, the bone grew back, the metal rod disappeared. And uh, so we turned his walker into a pulpit. Doesn't that sound like a good idea? Um, we've had uh, a girl with a glass eye. Her uh, glass eye popped out and her real eyeball grew back in. Um, lots of cancers healed, metal dissolved out of bodies. Um, 14 people raised from the dead in the last seven years. Yeah. So, yes, that's just a good idea. Just a good idea. Um, we've had people get out of wheelchairs. Uh, we've had people with uh, a girl with cerebral palsy that was extremely short, grow seven to eight inches taller uh, instantly at Target and get out of the wheelchair with no more cerebral palsy. Two cases of mental retardation healed. This year, um, four cases of hepatitis C healed. Um, we've had two people this year during worship with scars on their arms, one from drug abuse, one from cutting. During worship, all the scars disappear. And so, um, yeah, um, autism, we had a, a case of autism healed. I mean, it's just a good idea. It's just, I mean, yay. Here's what you need to understand. This, the same God who paid for your forgiveness of sins is the same God who paid for the healing of your body, is the same God who pray, paid for the prosperity of your finances. I know you don't believe it yet, but we're going to get to that in just a little bit. It's just good news. So here's what happened. In 2011, God told me, go after finances the same way that you went after healing. It's just kind of an all-out ballistic assault. So I um, took a year, about, read about $100. I read about 100 books, and I listened to lots of good teaching and lots of bad teaching, and then I kind of meditated on it for a while. And I plan on doing about a six-part series on finances, and uh, instead I did an 18-part series. And so from September through March, it was actually five years ago, Zion, for those of you who were there, five years ago this month, I'm taught September through March on finances. Here's the interesting thing. I didn't talk about giving until week 13. Because here's what happens. If you don't have the heart stuff right, you're really just trying to rub the genie bottle. You're really just trying to uh, use God to get you money and manipulate him. So um, we've had outrageous breakthroughs. I just got a, um, a text from a guy last week. So he uh, listened to the um, finance series, and they, um, they paid off their house in three years. That's awesome. What a good idea. So here's what we're going to do. Um, we're, 
so that's how we got into this whole thing. And I felt the Lord uh, just a couple months ago just really breathing on this and putting his hand on this, that he really wants his people to prosper. So we're going to we're gonna have to get rid of some things, and then we're going to have to add some things on. So, all right, I understand that there has been bad teaching on prosperity in the past, okay? But there's also been bad teaching on heaven, and I still plan on going there, okay? Fear of error is not a reason to ignore the truth. If you're ignoring the truth, then the thing's already gone south. I want you to think about this. If the enemy can keep you sick and he can keep you poor, he's going to severely limit your destiny. Okay, what are the two doctrines in the last 30 years that have been fought against the most? Healing and... And so what do they call it? They call it the health and wealth gospel to try to make fun of it. Gang, there is no sickness and poverty gospel. That's not what Jesus bore stripes for and rose from the dead for. So let's just start with two errors. Okay, there's two errors that have really shown up. Um, many of us have been exposed to this side of the first error. Poverty is a spiritual value. As if somehow, like, you being poor keeps you dependent on God. It's something wonderful. Going without is a good thing. Listen, if poverty is so spiritual, why does the Bible tell us to give to the poor? Wouldn't that ruin their spirituality? Um, why did the Lord bless Isaac so that he became rich? This is Genesis 26, 12. So that he became rich and continued to grow richer until he became very wealthy. <clears throat> if poverty is so spiritual, why are we told to pray, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven? There's no poverty in heaven. Okay, there's no 30,000-year mortgages on the mansions. <laughs> Graham Cook says this, God has, a, has abundance, the enemy has a budget. Listen, if money's bad for us, why doesn't Satan just pour money on the believers? And then we just all backslide right into hell. If money's so bad, why did Satan take it away from Job? Why at the end of the book of Job, why did God reward Job with double his finances? Why is the good man the one who leaves an inheritance to his children's children if money's bad? If poverty is such a good thing, uh, again, the Bible tells us to take care of the poor. The poorest way to help the poor is to be poor. Yeah. Let, me, let, me just, just, let me just say this before we get too misunderstood here. I believe that poverty starts on the inside and it manifests on the outside. Poverty is a condition of your soul. Prosperity is a condition of your soul. And what's going on on the inside will eventually affect your surroundings. Okay? You can be pro- broke, but you don't have to be poor. Poverty is a mindset and a spirit that only sees meager possibilities. We're going to break that here in these first two sessions, all right? I may spank it in the face, all right? Um, God has called us to be stewards of money. Are you ready? In order to be a steward of money, you have to have something to steward. And in the Bible, when you steward it well, it increases. That doesn't sound like poverty to me. So the first error is saying that poverty is spiritual. The second reaction is it's equally perverted. Um, it says that uh, spirituality is measured by the size of your house or how nice of a car you have or how much money you make or what you own. Okay? That's between you and God what somebody's external stuff looks like, but it's not necessarily a sign of God's blessing unless it is. Boy, it was in Abraham's case, um, his, his material possessions were a sign of God's blessing. In Isaac's case, his material possessions were a sign of God's blessing. In Jacob's case, in Joseph's case, you see what I'm saying? God was the direct cause of their blessing. But just because someone has the external trappings, it doesn't mean that they're more godly, unless it does. And so that's between them and God. You're not to look at anybody's net worth or what they're doing and begin to judge them. That's between them and God. Okay? So this is, this is about you. I'll tell you one thing that'll kill you is jealousy. I, I, I know we're recording this, and I, I, 